This week on The Meg Rock Show, I sat down with Lindsay Moreno. Lindsay is an author, a speaker, and an entrepreneur, and I got her to come on my podcast to talk about completing 500 days of sex with her husband. We talked about where this idea even came from. And Lindsay is, she is an author and she, this is actually her third book that she's written that actually was launched today. It's called Wake Up. And she focuses on, you know, your personal life, business, health, relationship, finances, and then the spiritual aspect of your life. And she shows people how to level up in every area of your life. And she thought, you know what? We have a great sex life, but I want to level it up. I want my husband to see me and I want to show up more for my husband and I want us to have a deeper sexual connection connection with each other so that it does overflow into all the other areas of our life. And she just has completed over 500 days. You guys, this episode is absolutely incredible. You're going to love it. And I promise you, you're going to want to level up your sex life. Welcome to the Meg Rock Show with Manifesting Marge, enlightening you with high vibe spiritual guidance, interviews with high vibe people, and those who practice different healing modalities around the world. I help women manifest more love, more self-love, more money, better health, and clarity on their life path. My purpose is to help you remember who the you are. Let's rock this out. Welcome, Lindsay. I'm so excited to have you. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to be here. So you're an author. I just found out three time author because you have a book that, that came out today. Today is the day. Yes. Yeah. Today is the day. So you're an author, a speaker, an entrepreneur. So awesome. I'm so excited that I found you. And I mean, who doesn't want to talk about sex? So I was looking Let's do at, it. I was looking at your Instagram and I was like, oh my gosh, a hundred days of like consecutive, (laughs) consecutive sex. And then I was like, girl, you got to come on my podcast. And then I read, you know, a little bit about you and it was like, oh no, this is over 500 days. So where did this, where did this idea come from and how is it working? Obviously it's working. And how do you do it with your kids? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So we'll start at the beginning. Uh, so in like in at the end of 19 let's see 20 at the end of 2019 at the actually in the middle of 2019 i had this like overwhelming feeling that like my marriage was good our marriage has always been good we've always liked each other we've always loved each other like we've never been on the brink of like hey this is going to end if we don't do something um i always just kind of knew that my relationship with michael was going to last um but i also knew at around 2019, that there was like another level in here for us, that we could take our marriage and go from good to great. If we were a little bit more satisfied in all parts of our marriage. And so there's parts of a marriage that I don't share with anyone else. I only share it with Michael. And what I really wanted around that time was just to be fully seen. I wanted to be known inside and out and loved despite my, my flaws and my faults and all of the reasons that we fight I wanted to be known fully and to be seen fully. But what I noticed was that I was covering myself from him. Like I would want to have sex with the lights off. And I was, uh, I was hiding parts of myself from him that weren't perfect because I was afraid that it would like follow us in. And I knew that, that our sex was good, that we were also like on some days just putting in the motions. Like we were having a decent amount of sex. Like I'll tell you that before we started our hundred days, we were doing, we were probably having sex 
once, uh, let's see, let's three times a week, probably on average, every other day, every three days, if it was really crazy, if the kids were in all that kind of stuff. Uh, but I just knew that if I was intentional about sex with him, that perhaps we could enjoy it more. And that would be the thing that would like glue us together, um, into a relationship from good to really amazing and fully fulfilled. I really want to have relationships that are fulfilling. And in order to do that, I have to be known and seen. And so I had to kind of come forward to him and just say, this is me. This is how I'm feeling. Like, uh, that there's another level here for us. I feel like we could do more. Our sex life can be more. It could be more fulfilling. And I think it can bond us together and help us through um, letting other people see us because this is where we're going. I'm going to this place where I'm going to just like fully lay myself out here for people. And I have to start with you because you're the safest <laughs> place to start. And so when I first came to him and I was like, look, I need to have more sex with you. And I want it to be more fun and playful. And I want it to be longer. And I want it to take up our time. Um, at first he was really offended. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah. I think a lot of guys would bring their ego into this conversation and just as I would probably, if it was, if she was on the other foot and he was at first, like, you know, <laughs> what more can you want Lindsay <laughs> kind of thing. And I, I kind of felt like, what more can you want Lindsay? Like, why are you doing this? And it kind of took our, our marriage down this really unstable road for a little bit. Uh, for a couple of months following that. So for actually about six months following that, um, it was really difficult. We were having a hard time communicating where we could understand each other, where I was letting him see my emotions and, and how I was feeling, what was all connected to this desire for more. And then eventually that December, um, I decided, okay, in order for him to love me fully, I have to love me fully first. I can't get from him what I am, what I am lacking in myself. Um, and I realized that that's kind of what I was doing. I was really looking for him to fulfill those areas that I didn't love myself in because if he can do it, then I am lovable. Right. Um, and, and so I decided, you know what? No. Uh, if I want him to see my body fully and, and not have any shame or, um, discomfort around what I look like standing in front of him naked. He's seen me naked for 15 years now. <laughs> it's not like we're in a new relationship. Um, I have to love myself first. And so I started, I started doing yoga. I got a yoga mat. I started investing in myself. I started telling myself during my yoga practice um, more than anything else. I love you. I would just look at myself in the mirror and say to you, I, to myself, I love you. I love you. I love you. When I couldn't think of anything to say, when I didn't mean it, I just continued to say that. And that energy started to radiate out of me and exactly what I wanted happened. He started coming in a little bit closer, like, oh, I want a little piece of this. And it started to, to like get into him and he started doing the same thing and loving himself. And I started to be more attracted to him. And so as I started working on these hundred day challenges, which is something that I talk about in my book, wake up, um, it's this way to build a habit, uh, whether it's in any one of your six cornerstones of your good life. And one of those is a relationship. And so when you're starting to build a habit in your relationships, I, I want you to try it a hundred days at a time straight every single day for a hundred days to build that habit, to see, does this work or does it not? I want you to have actual data behind the reasons that you're making any choice whatsoever. And so I've said to him, okay, I'm going to work out for a hundred days in a row because I really want to make getting into the gym, something that's not scary, something that doesn't hurt, something that I don't want to avoid. And so I'm going to do it for a hundred days. On top of that, I would really love it if you would have sex with me for a hundred days straight. <laughs> and he was like, uh, <laughs> he was really scared at first, to be honest with you. 
Um, he was not pumped about it. He was afraid that he wouldn't be able to keep up. Like, you know, what does this mean if, if I can't perform kind of thing? How is this going to go <laughs> if it doesn't work out? Uh, but he reluctantly said, okay, I'll try with you, which God, God love him. He'll try anything with me. Uh, and so I said, let's do it for a hundred days. And if it doesn't work after a hundred days, we'll scrap it. Like we'll go back to what we were doing. We'll try to find something, but I know there's more for us here. And we started to get really like, we were thinking about sex a lot. We were wanting to be together a lot. Um, over other, and like, even our kids were like, oh, it just feels like you guys just want to be together right now. <laughs> and, and that was the truth. Like people could feel like feel the energy between us. And so we started with a hundred days. And it was um, tricky, but also really fun. And so we had to get creative. Like you're talking about having three kids at home. My kids are, well, at the time they were uh, two 12 year olds and a 10 year old. Now they're 11, about to turn 13. So crazy. Um, and so, and you know, they're like in your business at that time, <laughs> they want to be with you all the time. And so we had to get creative about like, how are we going to hide this? Are we going to be how are we going to be quiet? Are we going to set aside time? Are we going to find somebody where my kids can go to their grandparents for a night? We're going to have like a really wild time. Um, and that's exactly what we did. We started getting really um, creative when our kids were in school. Like we do morning sex more than night sex at this point uh, because we're alone. It's quiet in the house. We can take our time to do that before our kids wake up, that kind of stuff. Um, and, and so that's kind of where it started. And after a hundred days, we just decided, Hey, this is working. Let's keep going. <laughs> so amazing. Well, it just makes me think of, you know, just being intentional and you have to, to really do anything well and with heart, you have to be intentional about it. That's right. And that's right. And one of the things too, I mean, you talking about feeling better about your body and taking care of yourself is. I see that so much around me. And I mean, and I've talked to, talked to friends about it. They're just like, I just don't feel good about the way yes. I look. And then that translates into every area of your life. That's right. And, and I swear, like in my, and, and with coaching clients and like all of these podcast interviews that I do, it always come back, comes back to self-love. That's right. And that, it does. that is the only portal to abundance. It doesn't matter right. if, the, if it's the abundance of money, if it's the abundance of sex, it doesn't matter what it is. It yes. all comes back to self-love and we truly do have to love ourselves. And I think, you know, when you're a mom and, and you have a career and you have all these things, we just have this, we feel like we have this mounting to-do list all of the time and we forget to love ourselves, but we That's also right. forget when we don't love ourselves the remnants of that overflows into these areas of our life. And oftentimes it's our husband, our spouse, our partner that gets neglected. That's right. And yeah. It's our it projections. Too. Yeah, that's right. That's right. We are projecting onto others, onto other things, people, things that we do every day, the way that we feel about ourselves. And I think often women, when they say that same exact thing, Oh, I just don't feel good in front of him. I don't want to show him my body. Um, I think that often what we are doing is we're taking our own feelings and we're projecting them onto someone else. We're giving it to them. We're making them hold it for no reason because really they don't feel about us the way that we feel about ourselves. Of course they don't. The truth is they feel about us in a projected way as well. All of their past experiences and all that kind of stuff are coming toward us, but it's not about us. 
it's about them. <laughs> but we think that it's all about us, right? It's all about what my body looks like. And that's really not what it is. Sex really is about a connection. Um, Michael and I have discovered that more than anything else, it, it is about feeling good. But it's also about exchanging an energy in a way that no one else does and in a way that can heal you in yeah. a way that can heal you when you work it out through communication and then you finalize that shit through having sex. There is really something to that where we can communicate, communicate, communicate. We're having this rough day. And then we at the end of the day, we still come together to exchange that I love you energy. Like, I'm going to accept everything that you're giving to me. I want you to accept everything that I'm giving to you. We're here to like lift each other. It really is a healing moment. And so I have found that doing that every single day is not hard anymore. It doesn't feel like a chore. It doesn't feel like something we have to do. It is just something that we do. And it's part of our mental health. It's part of loving ourselves and remembering, remembering that that the way that we feel about ourselves is not the way that our spouse feels about us. And, and that exchange of energy can tell you that without you having to say a word. So beautiful. Well, and if you just think of like, so from an energetic perspective, just the merging of that energy between a husband and wife, and you know, you can get into all the different layers of what sure, sure. relationships look like, but the energy of that connectedness, and then you bring in children right? And then you have these children around you. And when you do have that, that agreeance, that, that merging of, of one, when you are parenting these little people, holy Mm -hmm. moly, Mm -hmm. does it make, does it make the parenting look totally different? Because you always hear, and we have one teenager and then my kids are on your kid's age. We have almost 16 year old and then almost 13 year old. And and you start getting to those teenage years, but you better be on the same page. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? So you talk about the, the importance of merging your energy and being seen as one. You know what That's I mean? Right. And, That's right. Not that they know what, what, you know, what your sex life looks like, but when that energy is one, there's just something that's more healthy about the fam about the family dynamics and the union. That's true. You it does, I mean? it kind of, it does radiate out of you and into other, my kids probably do know that we have a lot of sex. <laughs> uh, they, you know, we talk about sex with them pretty openly yeah. because it's just so part we. of life. And I don't it want is. them to feel like that's something that's not okay. Um, and so we talk about that. They see us be extremely affectionate toward each other. They see, they can feel the energy of me wanting him in the day, just like he can, they could feel it when he wants me during the day. And there is something really um, assuring about yeah. that. I think for a child, yeah. because they also see us fight. It's not like yeah. we don't have a normal relationship. We still like get at each other and yell at each other. And they're a part of that. They're also yeah. a part of what it feels like to actually love each other through that. And that's really yeah. what I want to display for them is that a relationship is this kind of flowing feeling. But at the end yeah. of the day, we love each other. We are acting as one. We do want to raise them as one. And this does help us get onto that same page. Even when we're not communicating words, yeah. we are still one team. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, I was just talking about this recently with someone and through all of the energy healing and all the energy studying that I do all the time, just talking about the exchange of energy through sex. And like, I can't imagine being raped. Cannot imagine that. Mm -hmm. But even just like sleeping around, you Mm -hmm. know, like you got to be careful who you give your energy to. Right. right. Or who you take energy from. (laughs) Yes. Or who you take energy from because that energetic change can make you feel guilty, can make you sick. Like, 
can energetically take on things from that person that you don't want. So what if you are on the same track, you are on the same path, you do want the same things, you have the same love for each other, you have the same visions and the same goals, and you are exchanging energy and you're giving to one another. Like, mm-hmm. it's just so freaking beautiful. So for our kids, if we are living in a, in, in households, like we are, where we openly talk about stuff because we want our kids to know the real world, you know, mm-hmm. and you're talking about that, like mm-hmm. just so they understand, like, mm-hmm. this is something beautiful. Yeah. Right? Yeah. For you sure. Want, for sure. You want to be in very intuitive and heartfelt and centered in in making those decisions. That's right. That's right. And I also think that one really good thing about having it. So, Hey, we're doing having sex every single day when we don't have sex in the morning and something happens in the day and we don't necessarily like each other come, come business time. Uh, it doesn't matter. You're going to do it anyway, right? It forces us to communicate with each other so that we can get to that place where we can actually enjoy the activity that we're about to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and it has been a, it has been a game changer for us because I'm one of those people that could easily be like, I'll stay up all night thinking about how I'm going to kill you in the morning kind of thing. (laughs) And, and he'll go to sleep. Right. And that just makes it, makes me even more mad, but we don't, we don't do that anymore. It's, it's, it's really is there's, that has only happened to us a couple of times where we've like skipped a day or like, just like, didn't make it that day. One day we had this gigantic argument and it just happened at night and it really wasn't about us. It was about other outside things that were going on. We were stressed at the time. And, uh, and we, we went to bed and we actually did not have sex until it was like a three in the morning, but we continued working through it until we got to that point, because it was something that we had, we had said that we were going to do, this is what we're going to do. We're going to stick to it. Um, this is what works for us. We had enough data to know this is what works for us. Um, but it really only, you only know that if you start it, if you actually just give it a go and, and you try it. And, um, I have had a lot of really good feedback on hundred days of sex um, that has nothing to do with sex and, and having an orgasm or any of that stuff. That's all really great byproduct. But I, I really do think that the best part of it is this energy exchange, this like really pure energy exchange where they can fill you up in parts that you're not doing on your own, where you, you feel safe and loved no matter what you look like. It's not about what you look like. Um, it's about what they see and what you see when you're having this really intense experience together. Um, and it's, it's something that I, I hope we continue for forever, for forever. And make, and making, I mean, and making that time for one another. And, and I'm really big on icon, eye contact mm-hmm. and like, just cause I think the eyes are, they, I know they are the windows to the soul. That's right. And just being intentional about making that time, just like my focus is completely you. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And I think when you do that, also, you can get to that place where you can be more vulnerable and you can say, this is what I really like. This is what I want, right? Things that I think women don't speak up about enough. Like they're not taking charge of their own orgasms and having this um, connection with each other allows you this safe space to say whatever comes into your mind, whatever comes into your brain at that time, you have a safe space to say it. And if nothing else, it builds that where you can actually get your needs met. Like Michael knows my body inside and out better than he ever did in the 14 years that we were together before we started 13 years that before we started this, um, it's a completely different sexual dynamic now because he actually knows me. He has taken the time to like 
feel me and know exactly what I'm asking for and what I want. And when I say things like, oh, no, I do this instead of that. It's not about him not doing it right. Or his ego is not in that. Yeah, it really right. is just about making sure that I'm getting what I want. And then when, it, when, when it's on the other foot that I'm making sure he's getting exactly what he wants. And it's not about, there's no, we have a lot of ground rules. Like, Hey, whatever I say, whatever you say in here is not personal. Okay. And it, we're not going to, Hey, if, if you're not, you're not in the place to like have an orgasm that night. And I am, we're not going to hold that with any energy that it doesn't say anything about us. And so our, our goal is that one of us reaches the finish line the big O every single time that we connect like that. Um, but it doesn't have to be both of us. And really the most important thing is that we are, um, we're, we're communicating <laughs> in that way, uh, not necessarily with words, but that we're actually connected. For sure. And, and I'll always say this because I know it's so true that communication is the deepest form of intimacy in every relationship. And I feel like I'm, I'm a really good communicator, even in bed, but, mm -hmm. um, but, oh my gosh, think of the people that aren't. And you talk about like learning to communicate in the mm -hmm. bedroom, mm -hmm. like how that would translate into <laughs> in every other area of your life. If That's you're right. If you're to be that vulnerable and gold that go there, then you're willing to talk in all areas right. of your life. And too many That's right. people, they don't, they don't, I mean, I see it all the time. They don't talk. That's you right. Know? And you know, I'm a good communicator, but I wasn't in that area. I wasn't, I was afraid. Um, to say what, you know, Hey, this really turns me on. This is, this is really getting me going. Cause like, what are they going to judge me for that? I don't know. I've well, never had like a conversation said, about that. Well, and it's right? like you said too, like I can totally see like the male ego going, well, am I not doing it right? Is this not enough? Right. I'm going to get mad at you. Right. I'm yeah. going to project that back on yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then we we're laying there completely exposed naked and we've, we're, we're accepting this projection onto us and we make it about us even though it's not right. Their projections are about them every single time. And really, I think a lot of it is because they want to please you. They want to do it right. They want to know what they're supposed to do, but they don't necessarily know because you haven't told them and you are in charge of your own orgasms. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no, I agree. And I, I think that one way that we started this whole thing was that I just was like, all right, I'm going to make a list of all the things that turn me on. I'm going to tell you. And so I did, I made a list of all the things. Hey, these things are things that we have never done that turn me on that I'm a little bit embarrassed about, but I'm going to tell you anyway. And I cannot tell you what doors that opened for us, for him to be able to say, yes, me too. Go after me. Hey, here's, here's, here's yeah. my list. Here are the things that I really like. And that communication made it so much more exciting. Mm -hmm. um, and we have like, we have totally changed the way that we have sex together through this. Like when we go back to our old routine, I'm like, oh, this is, it feels weird again yeah. to like, and have boring. sex in this way that we used to yeah. do it right yeah. And boring um, yeah and you think of you think of all these all these couples all these relationships where they just just get stagnant you know what i mean yeah yep. and, and yep. people do have affairs and people do wander off because they do want that adventure and when you realize oh my god you have you you can have that you mm -hmm. can't have the best but both of both worlds mm -hmm. you know you fall madly back in love with the person that you that's so true love you have your kids, you have your house, you have everything that you know that you adore and you can have adventure. Don't be That's looking right. out there. That's you know? right. That's right. It's all, it's all in here. Uh, and yeah, it really is about kind of unraveling it and then allowing the sex to heal those parts of you that were unhealed before. Um, and I think again, 
it goes back to you guys working on yourselves. And so, you know, when I started working on myself, I saw Michael start to work on himself. And as soon as we started to love ourselves, everything in between us changed. Um, Like you said, it always comes back to that self-love, compassion, empathy, understanding, non-judgment, you know, all of the things that that you're so afraid other people are thinking and and projecting onto you. uh, Those are the things that you have to take care of in yourself first. And, And I think you'll see everything change. Just have the guts, just have the guts to face yourself. Look at yourself in the mirror and say, I love you anyway. I love it all. I accept it all. Let's go in there and have a good time tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it changes It changes the way that you connect. Completely. And you said um, on the video that I watched, you were talking about when you all just finished your 100 days, you said, oh my God, he just gets on my, on, on my nerves last. And I'm thinking to myself, like, I totally, yeah. totally can see that. I totally... Oh my gosh. Yes. So, oh, but you're so, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, uh, but wait. <laughs> right. So like, I always used to feel like, um, if it had been a couple of days that we hadn't had sex, we'll start to like get on each other's nerves and pick at each other. And, and, and I'll, I'll feel like, okay, if we'll go. And after like that third day, we would go have sex and be like, oh, there you are. This is- <laughs> there, there we are. Like, oh, this feels so much better. I can let that stuff go. Right. And that's my own, it's my own stuff. I shouldn't be picking on him like that. It's my own need for acceptance that I'm pushing. Right. But, um, when you do it every single day, (laughs) that becomes easier and easier and it becomes less and less noticeable when, when he would get on my nerves, like the little things don't, when I've had an orgasm that day, little things aren't as hard. It is a stress relief. That's, that's just basic science. Your body mm-hmm. needs it. Mm-hmm. And, and so I, I intend on feeding my body every single day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you, girl. That's amazing. Well, I'm telling you, we have a really good sex life, but we don't do it every day. And um, I told my husband, I was like, oh, I'm interviewing Lindsay. This is going to be so awesome. And this is just, it's just, it's, it's so, it's so healthy. Like you've got it my is. mind thinking about so much and how it is all intertwined and connected and, and so natural and so needed. And, and yeah. it's, it's what we're created for. That's right. Yeah. And I also think that pleasure one other and baby, kind of pleasure and babies, I mean, <laughs> yes, that's what it is. yes, yes. I, I also want to, want to add that I think that, um, one really good kind of like byproduct that has done for us it is, it has, um, allowed us to kind of bring each other, our traumas, stuff that kind of the, kind of the stuff that you think, oh, well, I'm taking this to grave. No, one's going to know about this. This is going to be one thing. That's like my secret shame kind of thing. And it has, um, opened up the door for us to reveal all of those secret shames, all of the little things that you feel in the day that you don't feel like should be said or, or is going to be accepted or are going to be loved in you. Um, it has allowed that safe space for us to say the thing that's really hard. Um, that's not about them. That's about you necessarily. And then, and then again, go heal that part through sex. I hear you. I see you. I love you anyway. Right. Like let's, let's connect in this way. And, um, I I can't tell you how healing it has been for me personally to be able to just say the things out loud. Hey, here are things that I have never said out loud. Here are secrets that I have that I have never told anyone. Um, do you love me still? Mm-hmm. And um, it has been really good for me. I, that sounds like such a, such a small little simple thing, but it has been so profound um, for Probably me to have biggest, found that at 40. <laughs> the biggest, I mean, outside of the pleasure of it, I mean, probably the, the, the most healing that has come from it is, is has been that, I mean, healing those traumas and, 
and being seen and loved anyway. That's right. And being fully known and like, Hey, this is who I am. And this is what I bring to the table. And it's enough. It is enough. I know that it's enough. And, um, and, and here he is, and here's what he brings to the table and it's enough. Can we love each other just like this? And, um, I think you'll find this one simple act can change a lot. <laughs> Incredible. Okay. So touch on your book. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. So in, yeah, it did. So in wake up, we talk about how I'm, I'm on this mission or I have been on this mission for the last decade to find fulfillment in all six parts of my life. And I believe there are six cornerstones of what makes up a good life. And one of those things is your relationships, your relationships to the, your kids, your family and your spouse. Um, and one of those things is like your business and your finances are also really important. Your health is really important. Your spiritual connection to your creator, um, and in the things that you want personally for your life are all cornerstones. There's six of them. And what I've been looking for is to find fulfillment in each of those areas so that I can live what I call the good life. It is a life that works for me. It is a life that is not worried about what other people think or want from me. It is really a life that works in the way that I was designed by my creator to live and in a way that reveals my purpose to me and allows me to um, step out with a boldness and a confidence because this is who I am. This is how I live my life. And, and it's really not about anybody else. And what I really want is a community of people who feel and think like that, because those people like, just like exchange of energy works during sex, it works with the people that you're in contact with. When you see somebody that is fired up for their life, it kind of reveals to you, oh, there's another level out here. I don't necessarily have that. That's not how I feel about my relationships. That's not how I feel about my finances. That's not how I feel about my work. Um, and, and, but it can be right. And so you have to have people that kind of come along the road and show you there's another level here. There's more here for you to go get. And so wake up was written for that purpose is that I want a community of people around me and in my tribe, and in my group who feel about their life the way that I do about mine, which is that I'm going to live it the way that I was created to live it. And it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. And I want to find supreme joy and love in every part of my life. Um, and so I kind of set out on this journey to find that. And I started with finances and work and I kind of built up through that. And, and finally, I've started connecting back to my health and my relationship with my husband was kind of the last like little pieces that I, I needed to like really concentrate on and work through um, intentionally. Like we're going to go back to that very first word, intentionality. Um, and so in Wake Up, we really talk about those six cornerstones and how to get out of your life the things that you want. Not what I want for you, but the things that you value, you truly value, figure out what it is that you value. Because there's only 10 values, 10 core values that everybody, all of us have. And we fall on different spectrums of those values. And so what I want you to do is figure out what it is that you value and then go and get those things. And I'm going to give you ideas on, Hey, here's one, here's what you can do for your hundred days. Let's give yourself um, enough leverage on yourself so that saying no or putting it off or avoiding it is no longer an option for you. And you do that by creating a list of 500 reasons that it's good for you. And also looking up from your grave every single day and saying, this was the last day that I had on earth. How, who, what are, what are the things that I'm going to regret? What do I wish I would have done? What do I wish I would have said? What do I wish I would have felt? And, and really putting those things down on paper and then running after them, creating habits that get you to those things without even trying. You just put it out there and your, your heart and your mind will go get those things. Uh, you put that energy into the world. Those things are going to show up at your door, but along the way, a lot of the things that you fear are going to show up at the door and they're going to knock 
and you have the choice to either kick them out or invite them in and set them down on your couch and have a conversation with them about what the heck is really going on here. Um, and so I invite you to do that through wake up. I'm going to give you some permission and I'm going to ask you some really tough questions that I think are going to kind of reveal to you what things are on fire in your life. And if you continue to let those fire burn, you know, five years, 10 down, 10 years down the road, what's your life going to look like? And what, what are your kids going to say? Um, and I, I really kind of just came to this because when I was 30, my mom passed away very suddenly of a massive heart attack at 53 years old. And I saw her leave all of her some days on the table. Someday I'm going to do this. Someday I'm going to do that. Someday this is going to be, I'm going to be out of debt. And this is going to be what it feels like. And all of her some days were still on the table when she died. And I, at that point was forced to kind of look up from my grave and go, okay, well, you know, I'm 30. If I have, you know, 23 years left of my life, uh, what do I wish I would have accomplished? What do I want to feel in my life? And there has to be a way to feel that now, instead of when my kids are out of my house, which is what so many women do is they make themselves a second rate, uh, citizen in their households and they make everyone else the priority and they miss it. They miss that what their kids actually wanted all along was a fulfilled mother who loves her life and loves her kids and loves what she gets to do every single day, even when it's not perfect. And I want to push women to find that fulfillment right now, right now with your kids at home. At this moment, your sex life is important. Your finances are important. Your business is important. Whatever you feel you're called to do with your life, your purpose is important, even with little kids at home. And you can do and you can have it all. You just cannot do it all at the same time. You can do it 100 days at a time. And that's really what we talk about in Wake Up. Cannot wait. To get this. I cannot wait to get this book. So excited for you. And I have to eat your other you. books too. You're just, yeah, I appreciate it. You are just, you're a powerhouse. Thank you. I appreciate it. I, I love what I get to do. And, and truly I, I do it for, for no other reason than that I feel like I'm called to do it. I'm supposed mm -hmm. to be out here talking about this crazy stuff that nobody you else are. wants to talk about. And my book is open. Like I am an open door and open book. I want to give you guys all the details. I don't have a lot of secrets to hide here. Um, and so if you guys have questions or details, cause I get a lot of questions. Okay. Like, how are we going to do this? What do you get a UTI every time? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like how, how, how are you doing this? Right. And there's a lot of logistical questions about that kind of stuff. And, um, I'm an open book. You can watch the, you know, kind of did a story on it with like the top five most questions that I get, like the most awkward questions that I get. Um, and you can certainly find that on my IGTV or on my Instagram um, but I'm also an open book. So ask all the questions that you got. I'm here for it. I think it's awesome. Amazing. I love it. Well, I love someone who's an open book and someone who's real because I'll talk about it all. So that's right. Like I said, I saw it on, I saw you on social media and I was like, oh my gosh, she's amazing. And then you start talking about sex. I was like, oh, I got it. <laughs> it's such a big topic that people just don't want to talk about. I don't know why. I don't know why. Like, I don't know why it's awkward. There, we have so much shame connected shame. to sex and so much guilt and yeah. uh, past, past issues that we bring forward with us. Because again, we're not communicating about it because it's awkward and it feels so vulnerable. And sometimes I think it feels wrong. I think if you grew up in a seriously religious background, you're not supposed to talk about that stuff. And That's it. Mm -hmm. um, that follows us around. And as women, we're trying to be good, right? We're trying yeah. to be good, fit ourselves yeah. into this good box. And yeah. so we don't yeah. talk about those things. Um, yeah. And I'm not here and to be good. I'm here to kick that door down. <laughs> exactly. And heaven forbid a woman want to seek pleasure, right? That's right. That's right. That's right. I'm not having that. We all deserve it. It's out there for you, but you are responsible to go get it. And so uh, if you're not speaking up, 
then the reason you're not having good orgasms is you. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. I love it. This is awesome. Okay. So where, where can they get your book? And then um, do you, do you offer like coaching or anything, or you're just basically (laughs) focused on speaking and, and being an author? You can get my book on Amazon, Target, uh, Barnes and Noble, anywhere books are sold, independent bookstores. Um, if they don't have it, definitely tell them they should get it. Uh, it's called Wake Up, The Powerful Guide to Change Your Mind About What It Means to Really Live. And you can get it pretty much anywhere. You can get books. It's on Audible. It's on Kindle. It's on Nook. Whatever you want, it's there for you. Um, I, I, I would say definitely get the Audible. It's got some worksheets if you're like a busy person who listens in, in the car or whatever. Um, I would say the Audible is great. I definitely uh, sat in a studio and did it myself. So you can enjoy that <laughs> as I laughed at myself. Um, and sorry, what was the second part of your question? <laughs> okay. So I'm speaking and then you're an entrepreneur. Oh, yeah. yeah. So do you, uh, I don't do coaching. Do you offer? Yeah. I don't do coaching. I well, did. I tried it for a little bit. Degree. Yeah. I tried it to get the books. Yeah. Yeah. I don't do coaching. I, I tried it for a little bit and it just was, it wasn't for me. I, I enjoy a big group a little bit better where I can affect a bunch of people at one time. And so, um, you know, I've kind of got this like open road in front of me, my work, uh, after this book, I have no plans whatsoever. None, not a single plan for work. Love and it. so I'm kind of open and I'm, I'm waiting for the right thing to find me. So right now I'm just going to promote the book and I'm going to do some speaking on it. Hopefully I'll do some like group coaching. I would love to do group coaching on it. So if you have a big group that, Hey, everybody's going to buy the book. We're going to read it together and like reach out to me, have me come and talk to you guys. I want to do that. Um, and so yeah, grab a group and read it together and then let's actually wake up together. I think it's really important to have a community of people to do this with you. Powerful. Absolutely incredible. Well, thank you, Lindsay. We will have to do this again. I would love it. I would love it. Thank you so much, Meg. If you thought today rocked, subscribe to the Meg Rock Show podcast, leave a review and let me know what your takeaway was. All of my social is linked in the show notes. Screenshot this episode and tag me on Instagram at TheMegRock. For more info on me and to take my quiz to find out what energy blocks you have in your life and in your home, and maybe even coaching, go to ManifestingMarge.com. Repeat after me, I am a powerful, loving, radiant, abundant, badass warrior goddess. I am here to rock out this lifetime. It doesn't serve me or the world to play small. I am worthy of all that I desire. See you in the next episode. The Meg Rock Show podcast and all content created by Manifesting Marge LLC is created for informational purposes only. Always seek the advice of a physician or qualified health provider with any questions you may have for a medical condition or concern. Meg Schwarzrock is not a doctor or a therapist.